Um, that was really interesting and powerful and not a side of CSG that I've engaged with so much, so thank you. I'm coming at things from a slightly different perspective to what we've heard so far. I'm interested generally in the kind of dance between language and beliefs and, and structures and decisions that we make about resource use. Um, and I guess fired a bit by my commitment to Bimblebox Nature Refuge in central Queensland and kind of watching what's going on there with the coal mine proposed. When I had the opportunity to do honours in anthropology at UK last year um, to look at resource extraction from a kind of social science perspective. So I wanted to look at what is implicit in the way people talk about CSG and what are the, some of the underlying perspectives that we can see at play in the debate. And so I looked in particular at the ideas that people seem to have about the role of economics in decision making, the ideas that people seem to have about regional development and what good regional development looks like. I looked at ministerial statements and things that politicians have said in Parliament in Queensland. I looked at documents put out by CSG companies and little CSG promotional videos, and I looked at some flyers produced by Lock the Gate. And so I was interested in comparing those kind of three groups uh, in terms of what they said about what seemed they what the underlying messages were about their beliefs about economics and about regional development. And I found a real similarity, maybe unsurprisingly for some people here, between um, what the CSG companies were saying and what the Queensland government was saying. Um, like really matching language a lot of the time and bundling of the concept of growth and prosperity, for example. And so on the topic of economics, both these guys, CSG companies and the government, have an approach. I found that uh, economics is really all that there is when we're making decisions about resource use and that, that if you want to emphasise something else then, then you're really biased and you're misguided and, and that's not responsible decision making. Uh, and in terms of regional development, um, these guys talked a lot about uh, economic growth and infrastructure and investment as the necessary precursors to any kind of well-being or increased quality of life or prosperity in regional areas. And, and whenever they talk about um, the impact that CSG is likely to have on those, on those areas, like the Queensland government as well talks about issues that we want to constrain, so we want to minimise impact, but they're like, overall, this is going to bring all of this investment from overseas and everybody knows that that's how you get regional development. And that's how you get prosperity in regional areas. Um, and so Lock the Gate had a different set of priorities uh, and talked a lot about soil and food and health and irreplaceability and damage rather than talking about uh, growth and prosperity and investment. Um, but did sometimes still mobilise this idea of an all-encompassing economic. So instead of pushing back on the idea that economics is what we need to think about, Lock the Gate would often say, well, the economic modelling is not sufficient, you know, because it, it isn't taking into account impact on the environment, for example, impact on other industries. Do you mind have comments later? Um, so uh, this was really interesting to me because the, those perspectives that um, the CSG companies and the government is coming out with are really neoliberalising perspectives. They're the kinds of perspectives around regional development and around economics that I would expect someone who's coming from a really kind of capitalist perspective to have. Um, and often uh, those perspectives are talked about in discussion of CSG in a way that makes other perspectives impossible or unthinkable or crazy. And... Um, yeah, I think, I think that's something that is really important, especially when in a lot of the kind of mainstream newspaper discussion of CSG, the government is presented as this neutral arbitrator. You know, there's the environmental impact statement process, and so it's like, uh, we, the government, uh, will heed the concerns of environment groups, and we understand this economic imperative, and the CSG companies are going to do something about that, and so we will arbitrate. We are neutral, and we are in the middle. Um, and... 
when people question that, um, why I find that um, greenies like me or greenie friends of mine, we often talk first and foremost about corruption or about um, financial benefits that political parties might get from mining companies or about uh, jobs in mining companies, highly paid jobs on boards available to politicians when they retire and those kinds of really concrete direct ties as reasons that um, politicians and people in decision-making um, positions might make decisions in favour of mining companies. And uh, what I want to suggest is that there's some kind of deeper underlying cultural thing going on about, about beliefs and perspectives enforced by a particular set of language that bundles growth and prosperity, for example, um, that is maybe also part of this support that we see uh, the government in Queensland having for big resource extraction projects like CSG. Uh, and there's a whole lot that, that I think comes out of that or like that we as well, people who want to make change about CSG could, could places people could go with that. Um, but maybe we could talk about that uh, when you guys have questions and when anyone who has contributions from out this way um, gets to speak. So thanks.